Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are here uh, for Running on Scuffs, episode four. We might be a little late, but we're still here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, here with the same crew as always. Uh, first of all, our producer Peyton, who continues to bring us wonderful intro videos. Peyton, how are you doing tonight? I am good. I was disappointed with Bristol, but you guys will get into that, and I will listen and push buttons. Just a, a very, very entertaining job we give you uh, down uh, down here. Are you disappointed in Bristol because of the race or because of Ryan Blaney or, or both? All of it. All of it. That's fair. We've got a. We've definitely got some opinions on Bristol. We're going to be talking about tonight, uh, Mr. Loganity. How are you doing this evening? Yes, it's me. It's me. It's that old Loganity. I am fantastic. And how about that nice bluesy intro? Oh, pick it, son. Yes, 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 sir. But uh, great to be back here on Run Lines Gus. Hi, top the Loganity Lounge. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about Bristol. There's a lot to say. But uh, but I'm just glad to be back. Let's have some fun. I'm all for it, and of course, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be our fine show if we didn't have uh, have a dipstick or two around. So, uh, Zachary Bell, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, fantastic. You know, Justin, I know we're late, but we just copied the NBC broadcast plan. A little rain, and uh, here we are. Hey, we're like the uh, we're like the U.S. postal system: rain, shine, sleet, or snow. We're I mean, we're right here. Uh, yeah, we're here. We're just. Well, late. we had. Uh, Hey, it, it doesn't matter as long as you can uh, as long as you can fit it in that little mail van and and get it to my mailbox or my front doorstep. Who cares what you're driving in, and who cares when you get there? Um. All right, so we've got a a fun well, we we have a weekend of Bristol racing uh, to go over. Um. Some of it was fun, uh, I, I thought. Um, all three series uh, raced uh, for uh, at Bristol this past weekend. And uh, I will say that now all three of NASCAR series after Bristol are at least somewhat in their playoff season. Uh, the Xfinity series hasn't technically had a, has a, had a playoff race yet. Um, but we had a truck cutoff race uh ever no we're already in the round of eight for the trucks aren't we yes tonight are. Was the no. thursday night was the first race in the round of eight for the trucks they got that's true bristol Talladega, homestead they're not going back to martinsville uh, in the fall that's right i forgot about that schedule change we'll talk about schedule changes a little bit later in the show um that wasn't a transition, by the way. I literally just forgot. Uh, but yeah, Bristol, uh, the trucks had their first uh, race at Bristol, uh, uh, first round of eight race at Bristol. And uh, the winner of that getting his first ever career win uh, in a national series race was Ty Majeski uh, driving the, for uh, Thor Sport in the 66. And what a perfect time to get the uh, get the win right there, Zach. What do you think of Ty Majeski's win? It looked like Chandler Smith kind of had the the race in the bag, and then pit strategy was able to get Ty Majeski to the front. 
Yeah, uh, that truck race, I think, played out very similarly to the cup race that we ended up seeing on Saturday night, you know, with a little pitch strategy and stuff going on there. Um, but this is huge for Ty Majeski. He's been in the sport, been lurking around in the shadows of it for quite a while. Um, he was the third leg of that tormented Roush 60 car from a couple of years ago in the Xfinity Series with Austin Sindrick and Chase Briscoe. So he's kind of lagging behind his fellow former Roush teammates there. But uh, someone like Ty Majeski, who's been at it for a little bit and been on some hard luck at times, Finally winning is a good thing for the sport, and you can kind of see that by the reactions throughout not just the truck garage, but everybody. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Uh, it was a very popular win. We've got uh, our first comment, uh, our very own Dan Foster oh, asking, how's it, how's it going? Dan, we're always here to... Uh, we're always here to have a good one. Dan's been waiting for us. He was wondering where we were at uh, uh about a half hour ago, but we had some, uh, some issues to take care of, but we're all good now. We're ready to get it going. Um, so yeah, but that was a very popular win for Ty Majeski. Uh, uh, like you said, Zach, he's always been a, a great guy to have around the garage. And I think a lot of the people in the garage have a lot of respect for him. Um, Mr. Loganity, I want to get your opinion on uh, the gentleman who won the Xfinity Series race on Friday night. Um, he's personally piqued your interest based on a, on a certain contract he's signed for next year. But uh, talk about being on a hot streak at the right time. Mr. Noah Gregson wins his third in a row. I mean, uh, it's, it's like 1967 in here. This is, I mean, this is ridiculous. The only thing is, he can't hold anything down afterwards. It's getting a little, it's getting a little strange, isn't it? You know, he's, he's winning and upchucking. I mean, there's nothing like a good win and then puke. I don't know if that was, you know, if he's previewing or, or showing what his college career was back in the day. I have no idea about all that. I can, I can, I can see him next year uh, uh, just puking in the king's hat. Uh, then, then I think he even shotgunned a, a bush, you know, an, a, a bush apple beer. He might want. He's going to need to tone that down a little bit if he happens to have success next year, because Richard's going to look at him and go, "We don't do that here." So that's what a contrast of personality it's going to be between Eric Jones, the King, and Kyle Busch Jr. Noah Gregson, but absolutely he's dominating. And look, I didn't think he was the championship favorite, but right now I got to say I think he is. Yeah, I mean, this kind of run, three different tracks. Um, I, you know, I, I have a, I have a bit of a soft spot for the dinger, but right now I've got to say, Noah Gregson, he's he's got it rolling, and uh, we'll see if he's peaking at the right time or not, but. But uh, it looks like he's the championship favorite. We may have been, or I may have been wrong on that. Excuse me. Well, with uh, those two races, um, a little bit of a Xfinity and truck playoff outlook. Um, uh, Ty Majeski was the first driver in the trucks to lock up a championship four spot in Phoenix with his win at Bristol. And uh, with their next race being Talladega in a couple weeks, I wouldn't feel comfortable if I was anybody except Time Majeski uh, after that race weekend. Talladega is a, a great equalizer uh, and a chaotic track in general. 
Uh, the Xfinity Series uh, now has locked in all 12 of the drivers who will compete for their championship, uh, including Noah Gregson. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger was able to lock up the uh, regular season championship for the Xfinity Series. And then uh, Ty Gibbs, Justin Allgaier, Brandon Jones, Riley Herbst, uh, Sam Mayer, forgive me if I'm missing some people, Daniel Hemrick, uh, Ryan Sieg was able to get the final spot, which I thought was pretty interesting. Jeremy Clements is in the playoffs. We'll get to that in a little bit here. And I don't know how many people I just named. Did I miss anybody? I know I missed somebody because that was not 12, 12 drivers. Uh, hold on. I got it. It's Gibbs and Jones from JGR. It's the two underfunded guys of Sieg and Clements. It's the four JRM cars, Barry, Allgaier, Mayer, and Gregson, or Gregson, whatever. It's Riley Herbst from SHR. It's um, the two, two college cars. It's Almondinger and it's Hemrick. And that, I believe, is 12. Yeah. That sounds right to me. That's that's what I was. I, was I like how you have that broken down, Zach. Everybody, everybody, fine and you know, fine and dandy. Phew, that's uh, you can well, set up a hey, party. I'll bet. Hey, it was better than the way I was. I was just shooting it at random. So, um, anyways, um, so that was our our kind of lower series uh, outlook. Uh, then we had a cup, our our cup race Saturday night at Bristol. Uh, the second of only two races uh, this season that were Saturday night races, um, unless we just happened to get like a full week of rain somewhere along the way, which I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to, but something tells me NASCAR would have something to say about that before it happened. Um, so cup racing at Bristol. This is something we're, we're all always excited about. Like, this is something that we always look forward to. It's the Bristol night race. Zach, you were talking earlier in the week that it was your favorite track, you know. And honestly, if we're going to, I mean, if we're going to talk about this race, I think there, it was kind of disappointing. What, what do you guys think? Zach, I'll start with you. Uh, I'll be the one person who, who kind of defends this race and say that you know maybe didn't have all the passing opportunities but this this race was a battle it was a battle of man and machine it's um a true nascar classic in my opinion and it delivered a unique winner which i don't think you can ask for much more than bristol than some some sort of challenge uh whether it be you know accident or mechanical which we got and then we got a unique winner in Chris Busher, or excuse me, Christopher Busher. That's a that's a fair point. I think uh, you know I agree with you on the on the fresh winner uh, of Christopher Busher. Um, I think it's it's interesting to have. Uh, we've got a Loganity fan in in our. In our midst here, my man Cody. How are you, brother? I love you. It's been a long time. Thanks for watching, brother. <laughs> uh, hope everybody who's watching enjoys our show. Um, for anybody who's watching this after the fact, uh, we hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, if you're here with us, uh, just 
throwing it out there. Leave us a like. Drop down get some comments. We'll be airing some comments throughout the show. Uh, be sure to subscribe. We do a show every week. Um, but yeah, I to go back to your point, Zach. I I thought Christopher Busher as the winner was a was a great thing. Um, but I'm I'm uh, I don't know the race as a whole. I, I just I wasn't a big fan of the parts failures. Um, some people say it's because of the setups. Maybe with the Toyotas and the power steering issues, maybe, but I feel like the tires on the Fords, maybe not. I, I don't know, but um, nonetheless, we've, we're definitely going to get into, into that a little bit later. But nonetheless, this is the first time in Cup Series history uh, in the playoff era that a non-playoff driver has... Sweat non playoff drivers have won all three races in a round. Um, so that's something very unique, and now gives us 19 winners, which is tied for the most, uh, since 1972. That's a really cool thing. And Martin Truex Jr. is still not one of them, so I, I, I gotta, yeah. uh, Ryan Blaney. I picked him, Justin. I tried to. I tried to will it into existence for you, man. Well, I, I appreciate it, but I I was fairly confident uh, last week that it wasn't going to happen, although he was putting together a fairly solid top 15, top 10-ish run before he had his power steering issues. So, Hey, his uh, mechanical issues almost make you think that he's Kyle Busch. Hey, I mean, both of them are out of the playoffs now, so what's it matter? <laughs> um. That was a little bit of foreshadowing as well. So the uh, Bristol night race, as far as the playoffs go, was a cut race for the cup series uh, going down into the round of 12. Um, four drivers were eliminated, including two former champions of the sport. Uh, you heard me mention one of them, Kyle Busch, uh, was eliminated af- after the round of 16. Kevin Harvick was eliminated. He kind of came in in a must-win situation anyway. He was running really good and then uh, had an issue on pit road on the last stop, and that ended up taking his ability away to win. Uh, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon both were eliminated from RCR. Uh, I saw an interesting fact on Twitter that all four drivers that were eliminated in some way uh, are associated with RCR, with Kevin Harvick starting his career at RCR, Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick, and then Kyle Busch, so interestingly enough so with that said we've got 12 drivers for championship and i i'd be remiss if i if i didn't bring this up guys we were O for four in our collective opinions on guessing uh on guessing the first four eliminated in our playoff prediction show you guys can check that out uh after this show right here um Logan, what happened, buddy? I, I got to give it to you because you said when we did the playoff prediction show that we needed to watch Chase Briscoe, that he was going to make it in, and and I got to give it to you, he did. Look, sometimes it's not always about being right. I know some people believe that it is, but sometimes it's not always about being right. Sometimes it's are you entertained? Look at it this way. Look at it this way. You think Lee Corso believes every pick he ever makes is going to really happen? 
Or is every now and again, does old E-Corso on college game day put the headgear on that he thinks is going to shock the people? That he thinks is going to get the reaction? So even if we're wrong, as long as you are entertained, who gives the flip of a wooden nickel? I don't. Uh, look, Chase Briscoe, yeah, he's a... He's a crafty. He's a crafty driver. I think he's extremely talented. Chase Briscoe is not going to get any Christmas cards from one Tyler Reddick. Because think about it. Going back, and they talked about it on the broadcast. If Chase Briscoe doesn't make his move against Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick might be in the next round by now. I mean, woulda, shoulda, coulda, of course. Uh, but that's just funny how it works. Uh, thanks again, Cody, for commenting. Yes, it has been too long, brother. Love you. Um, and so. I look at it and I go, yeah, you're right. It didn't it didn't go the way we thought it would. But you know what it points out, boys? The parody that NASCAR wants, the unpredictability of this season. This is one of the most special seasons. We're gonna talk about this as an incredibly special, unique season. Now, there were some things that are a lot to be desired. Bristol left a whole lot. Uh, we'll, we'll get more into that, I'm sure. But it points to how special this season is and how unpredictable it is, and that. That is good for the sport because who doesn't love Game 7? Who doesn't love big-time upsets? I know I do, and deep down I know you two can take as fellas do too. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the Game 7 moments. As, don't lie to yourself, sure. Justin. You love of it. Course, but I, I don't know. I, I've had a, I've had a lot of – oddly enough, you, you're bringing up a topic that I've thought a lot about over this past week. My, my – Dad and I were having a lot of talks about these game seven moments, but nonetheless, um, I think that this car is proving that uh, NASCAR could potentially uh, go back to using the Winston format and still be entertaining, but that's neither here nor there. Our very own Mike Daphner uh, is in the comments. Uh, I got to give a shout out to him. He gave us a, a few photographs uh, from the Bristol night race because he was there this past weekend. You can check that out on our website. That's right. First time I'm, I'm actually mentioning that don't look too closely at it because it's not entirely ready, but you can find Mike Daphner's Bristol photographs on there at running on scuffs.com. So uh, we're going to throw that out there and just have that, have that there. Um, so yeah, uh, but we thank Mike for, for getting the pictures and all the content that he did while he was there, um, for running on scuffs. So moving on, we've, we've kind of gone over our race review. We'll, we'll get back into the cup race once we get to our debate segment. I know you guys are both greatly looking forward to that, Itch um, <laughs> but we've, we've got a few news stories that we've got to talk about before we get there. Uh, and that's why we're going to transition into our next segment, the feel goods, our, our feel good stories. And I have to say, a lot of them uh, here in this one are actually feel good stories. So I'm I'm not calling it feel goods and then giving you a bunch of bad news this time. Um, number one, uh, the absolute best kept secret in NASCAR all year, or at least over the last week or so. Kyle Busch has made it official. Uh, he is officially going to RCR to drive for Richard Childress Racing um, in 2023. He is going to be driving the eight. Uh, according to what Richard Childress has said, Tyler Reddick will still be at RCR driving a third car 
uh, which will be chartered. Hasn't said exactly where that charter is coming from. Um, but he says that at least as far as 2023 goes, Tyler Reddick will still be with RCR, just not with the eight. Sounds like some things that could be subject to change, if you ask me. What, what do you think about that, Zach? Yeah, old, uh, old Richard Childress here has got the BS meter up high here for starters. He's a coward for not putting Kyle Busch in the three. Secondly, I, there's no chance Tyler Reddick stays on this team. I'm sorry. Um, I don't have any intel or sources or anything, but the fact that it's been like two months and we haven't seen Kurt Busch, two months or more, and we haven't seen Kurt Busch uh, yet is quite concerning. Um, so... I think I think old Richard Childress is kind of just pulling the leg here, and if if I'm wrong, and uh, Tyler Reddick is is at RCR next year, bless his heart, because that is going to be a fully developmental team, um, not something worthy of his caliber, in my opinion, of course. Um, and I can go into he's going to get the rawest Ross end of the deal if he's at RCR, um, and Richard Childress will do every petty bone in his old man body to make sure that uh, this is a horrible time for, for Tyler Reddick, to be quite honest with you. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he openly revolts a Tyler Reddick victory if uh, Reddick took one from Austin Dillon or Kyle Busch. That's some pretty strong words there, but I, I mean, I don't know if I feel that strongly about it, but I agree with you on it being, a, especially being a developmental team. Um, because of this news, uh, with Kyle Busch going to RCR, it is assumed that KBM will switch to Chevy. Uh, RC, Richard Childress, he did say that that was a Kyle Busch and Chevrolet kind of thing. So, although I, I'm sure that if RCR can use this as a, a feeder system into, the, into their Xfinity and Cup programs in the future, I'm sure they're not going to be opposed to that by any means. Um, moving on to a little bit of different news. Um, this also came out Tuesday, oddly enough, but it kind of was foreshadowed by the Kyle Busch incident. Jeremy Clements, you guys heard me mention his name uh, as an Xfinity playoff driver. He won the Jeremy Clements and his team won the appeal from the Daytona penalty they got, meaning that. Uh, their team actually did qualify for the playoffs in the Xfinity Series. That's something we haven't seen uh, very often. We haven't seen teams win and appeal very often. So it was kind of cool, especially for a smaller team like that, uh, to win their appeal and go and compete for an Xfinity Series championship. Some more Xfinity Series news. Brandon Jones has announced that he is leaving Joe Gibbs Racing. <coughs> Uh, in the 19 car, and he is moving to Junior Motorsports uh, to run the 9 car. So he's going to take that one off and, and just go drive the 9. Um, Logan, does he want the 9 car after it might be filled with some bodily, uh, some some maybe not so interesting things, or, or do you think they'll clean it out for him? Look, we 
got all off-season detail that puppy. Ain't no big deal. Just stay with little Clorox wipes will be just fine. Matter of fact, that might be a hell of a sponsor for, for Junior and the boys. You know, I think that's a good ride for him. Uh, frankly, I think it's a, uh, in some ways a step up. I think you can see that Dell Jr. is excited to have him, and he'll kind of be the face of the organization, and where he was kind of another face in the crowd at Gibbs. Um, Zach and I were talking before we hit the airway, and, you know, I don't think, and I said this to him, I don't think that Brandon Jones is a guy that we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, multiple championships, maybe not even one, but he's a driver that I think I think can help your organization through kind of a stepping stone. That's not an insult to his talent. It's just some guys are long-term pieces and other guys are get in where you fit in pieces. And I think that's where he is. And so this could be a nice stepping stone for him too, but I don't, I don't ever, I don't know if we ever see him because let's because he's running in the same problem. Gibbs is pretty, pretty packed in terms of, uh, of the cup level. Hendrick Motorsports even more packed at the cup level. So Brandon Jones is just getting in where he fits in, but but good for him, and I think it's going to be a good move, and I expect him to do good things in that nine car. You know, another driver uh, in the Xfinity series uh, at one point that moved from Joe Gibbs Racing to Junior Motorsports uh, was obviously a more veteran driver than Brandon Jones, but Elliot Sadler, uh, and I had to throw that in there just for my own personal amusement, but – uh, but you know, I think, uh, Elliot Sadler kind of filled, filled that role as well. Obviously I think Elliot was more of a, a championship contender on a, in any given year, uh, making the final four a few times, but he never did win a championship with junior motorsports and co-kids. So, you know, I think he and Brennan Jones kind of fit into that same category where they're elevating the equipment they go to and just helping elevate a program. But nonetheless, um, moving on a little bit of uh, the only piece of bad news I do have to give you guys is Josh Rayum uh, got a concussion uh, in the truck race. Just uh, really kind of struggling with these concussion-like symptoms here um, with certain drivers. Is it just the fact that, Zach, is it just the fact that NASCAR is just a dangerous sport in itself, or is there something that NASCAR is doing wrong? And you may feel this, feel differently about this than, say, the Cup Series, but let me know your thoughts. Uh, I think in, in this case, I, I think it's just these, the you know, Bristol is a short track, so we don't think of it as, like, a high-speed, you know, thing like Talladega or Daytona. But for the distance in which they're going and the banking in which they're entering cor- the corners at, like, it is a very high-speed track. So it still has the ability to produce big hits at the right angle. Um, but I have, I have long thought this, and I will forever stick to my opinion on it, um, that NASCAR's definition of safety is different than mine and yours. Um Racing is inherently dangerous, so I think, in my opinion, NASCAR measures safety through lives lost, quite frankly, um, um, versus uh, how we would measure safety is maybe, like, don't have concussions, don't have injuries, you know what I mean? 
But in the years since Dale Sr.'s passed and not having any loss of life, right? Nobody's passed away since Dale um, has been a phenomenal record. But think about careers getting derailed due to injuries. Think about his own son, Dale Jr. Retiring prematurely due to concussion issues, right? Um, It is of my opinion that NASCAR measures safety through lives lost um, rather than like injury or long-term impacts, you know? And racing is inherently dangerous, and if you take away the danger of racing, it um it will lose fans too you know there's there the thing that makes racing and these cup drivers different or any driver different than any of us on this podcast right is we know they have the stones to get in that car or whatever stones or whatever you want to say to get in that car and drive um i can't say the same for myself i can't say i'm going to strap into a you know a rayum brothers truck just because we're talking about josh rayum and uh go suit up at talladega for him you know what i mean um, so yeah, the, you know, that's kind of my thought. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. You know, uh, all three of us, we, uh, you know, we all three enjoy, uh, watching a, a good game of football every, every now and then, uh, whether it be college or NFL. And I think to your point, Zach, on that, um, you know, we all enjoy, you know, watching the game get played. We all enjoy you know, the hard hits, the close games, and, and, and we all enjoyed that. But I think we all agree that anybody with at least a shred of human decency, we all ha- it, it becomes a somber mood anytime you see a player go down, whether it be on your team or, or the opposing team. Um, you know, there's always a bit of a, a somber tone, and I, I think that's what we as fans see. And then I, I think like you see, Zach, uh, like you said, NASCAR kind of goes with, you know, well, we haven't, you know, we haven't lost any lives, so we're doing okay. Um, you know, but it, it's a somber tone. I mean, uh, just look at the the scare we had with Ryan Newman in 2020. And I, I mean, yeah, that's a rarity, but I mean, I think the entire NASCAR community was kind of holding our breath on that one. Like, um, Logan, do you have any thoughts on that one, buddy? Uh, I just, uh, I really second your sentiments. Uh, you know, to be fair to NASCAR, uh, there is nothing they can do to ever completely take the danger out of the sport. As long as you're getting in there, and unless you're starting to take away tracks, you know, like Dega and Daytona, there's there's only going to be so much you can do. So so it's, it's tough. Uh, so I just play devil's advocate. We have to remember that they, they – they are in a jam. At the end of the day, you're driving a car somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 miles per hour. There's inherent danger with that. doesn't matter what advancements we make. We should always continue to try to make more. Don't get me wrong. But you're not ever going to take away the danger element of this sport. Uh, the, the, docu, the docu-series currently airing on USA Network delves into that greatly in terms of the psyche of the drivers, especially Corey LaJoy. He's got life insurance. He knows what he signed up for, and that's that's unfortunately part of the part of this uh, quote unquote game. That's a fair point too, and it's funny you mentioned that because I also thought of that Corey LaJoy quote. These drivers, they know what they're getting into. It's uh, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough sport, and it's tough for us to watch because uh, we see these drivers um, almost as superhuman on occasion, and then there are those moments where we you know, come to realize that they're not, uh, that they are human and, and that things happen. They get hurt. 
they get injured. Yeah. Well, the other Anything. thing about the other thing I want to say about this too, in terms of like the driver component of it, is for a lot of us, we're fans of individual drivers too. This is the thing that sets NASCAR different than most sports is in other sports, right? Like you know, team sports, you root for a team, right? Like I'm a Cowboys fan, right? But that does not mean that I like every single person that plays for the Cowboys. You know what I mean? However, what sets NASCAR aside is I'm a Denny Hamlin fan. Therefore, I like Denny Hamlin, you know? And so, like, these drivers, when they get hurt, like, it almost intensifies that feeling, you know? Obviously, I'm not, none of us are, like, particularly huge Josh Rayum fans. But put the shoe on our own foot, too, you know? If, if Denny Hamlin's the one that ends up in that wreck and is out, like, you know, like, it's even more. Like, you know, I've, we've been fans of our drivers and our guys for years. I've been following Denny Hamlin since 2005, you know, or Justin's been following Martin Truex for what, like a decade now, basically? 2015. There you go. Yeah, you feel like, I understand what you're saying, Zach. You feel like you're taking the ride with him. Yeah, exactly. So I almost feel like for, like, when you think about injuries and, and accidents in NASCAR, too, like, you you feel even more bonded to them, you know? Like, that, that to me, is, is why, for, I assume, all of us, that NASCAR is the number one sport in our hearts. That's to me that is what sets NASCAR apart. But I'm getting off topic a little bit. But when you're talking about the people in the cars, it is about the person in the car, you know. Whereas when you're talking about you know the NFL, like I'm a Cowboys fan, like I said, and um, let's just let's go and call it like this. I'm not a Zeke Elliott fan, okay? So if Zeke Elliott got hurt, it is not going to wreck me in the same way that Dak Prescott when he got hurt because I am a Dak Prescott fan, you know. I, I think that's a that's a fair point there. Uh, it, it is interesting because you know we compare it to a stick and ball sport, but there is kind of a uh, a more personal level when it's NASCAR because even though NASCAR is a team sport, like you get showcased, like you said, Zach. Like when you're looking at the scoreboard in football, you see the Cowboys versus whoever they're playing, you know, and then. In NASCAR, when you look at the leaderboard, you see a driver's name, you know, and even though there's a team behind it, you you become emotionally connected to the driver themselves. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we got a little off topic uh, off of a Josh Rayum concussion, but but definitely the safety issues are things that, you know, like Logan said, never totally going to get rid of it, but it's always something we should try to do better at uh, any way we can. Like I said, that was our one piece of bad news uh, this week. Kyle Larson uh, has extended his contract with HMS as well as HendrickCars.com through 2026. Uh, so needless to say, these Hendrick drivers aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, May the evil empire live on forever and continue to torture my life. <laughs> I think Jeff Gordon's there to make sure of that. Um yeah, Jeff Gordon is here to to continually make sure that Chase Elliott wrecks every single chance Denny Hamlin has. <laughs> um, our biggest piece of news uh, that came out this week is something that, uh, well, besides the Kyle Busch thing, I would say that's that's probably the biggest piece. But uh, we finally got what we've been waiting for: um, the 2023 the full uh, NASCAR schedule, Cup, Xfinity, and Truck all came out at the same time. Um, 
And I got to say, looking at the cup schedule, there's not a whole lot of big changes to it. Obviously, we talked about North Wilkesboro last week being the all-star race. That, you know, we have our differing opinions on that. We've known about the Chicago Street Race, which is going to be July 4th weekend. Um, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. But honestly, that's really the biggest thing about it. Like, the playoffs stay exactly the same for the Cup Series. Um, Indianapolis and Richmond are flipping dates. So Richmond will be Sunday, July 30th, and the Indianapolis road course uh, will be on August 13th. So as far as the cup schedule goes, not a whole lot to be changed. Uh, it will start one, uh, it'll start February 5th at the LA Memorial Coliseum again, which I think is a good idea. The Coliseum race was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, they did pretty good with that. So honestly, probably the best short track race we've had this season. Wide, very wide margin. <laughs> And not to continue to rant and hate on North Wilkesboro, but if you're going to sit like the success that I deem the clash to be, that obviously NASCAR deemed the clash to be, uh, if, since they're going back, you know, this, this, this to me, feels the argument of like, why do we need the all-star races at North Wilkesboro? We get our short track racing in a big market, easy to control in a stadium. Put it where you want it. Put it in New York City for all I care. That's the best thing going on in that football field. I promise you the Jets and the Giants are not going to be delivering as much excitement as door-to-door, you know, bumper-beating and banging NASCAR out there at the MetLife. Put it at AT&T Stadium. Put it, put it in Jerry World. You know, put it wherever. Um, but, like, yeah, the success of the Clash, that's, that's another thing I didn't bring up last week, but, like, the success of that event makes you question why we're going to North Wilkesboro. <laughs> well, I, I, like I said last week, I personally think the all-star race should always be in Charlotte, but you know, put it at the Panther stadium. I digress. I, you think that NASCAR race is better. It's going to sell better than that hot garbage. Baker Mayfield is currently serving out there. Well, we're here to serve up hot takes of uh, of NASCAR, not not the NFL. So this is um, a NASCAR take. This is a NASCAR take. Well, let's you know maybe Baker Mayfield. I I, I don't know enough about Baker Mayfield, uh, and I haven't kept up with the Panthers' uh, uh, schedule recently to know how they're doing. So oh and two. Well, you know, so are the Bengals, but. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I feel like I've derailed this anyway, entire episode. Before. Anyway, yeah, no, you're good. Anyways, um, so that was the uh, that was the cup schedule. Um, Peyton Lore is uh, is commenting while she's producing, uh, saying Baker Mayfield is hot. Um, That's a fact, yo. She's uh, no. apparently apparently not on the field, but <laughs> off on the field, he's very mid. But off the field, he's uh, very. I feel like I'm talking about this the wrong way, but listen if you were to do a tier list of quarterbacks and how good looking they are, Peyton is absolutely right. 
Um, I do want to point out there is only one off weekend uh, for the Cup Series schedule. That is going to be Father's Day weekend, June 18th. Uh, Kevin Harvick expressed uh, his kind of displeasure of that, only having one off weekend. Um, I, I kind of hate it as, as much as I love it as a fan because I, I don't ever want – I mean, as a fan, I could watch NASCAR 52 weeks out, out of the year. But I think the drivers deserve a little bit more than that. I liked it when they had two off weekends. Uh, I would have been okay if they had done like, you know, two straight like they did for the Olympics a couple years ago, or if they just decided, hey, we're going to do a weekend here and a weekend there. You guys get off. Um, I'm personally a a traditionalist. I like the uh, idea of Mother's Day and Easter Sunday being off, but nonetheless. If you had less races and you didn't oversaturate the market – we wouldn't have this problem with off weeks. That's true too. Um, nonetheless, mm-hmm. before we move on uh, to our, our debate segment, which uh, <laughs> quickly, we've had a couple of uh, discussions. I don't know if we call them debates, but um, the truck series schedule before I want before we move on, I want to mention the truck series schedule is actually going back to the Milwaukee mile. Uh, so that's that's one of the bigger announcements for the schedule, as well as there is going to be a points race uh, at North Wilkesboro for the for the truck series. So we're we're going to see them uh, race there uh, at those two tracks. <laughs> you know, I, I'd say that that's probably honestly as far as the yes, chef's kiss, yes, sir. <laughs> I know. This this was the way to introduce North Wilkesboro back to NASCAR. This was the way to do it, folks. Not the All Star Race. Milwaukee's back. Listen, I don't know if you guys have ever heard those TikTok videos, and they put a compilation, and then one is like this, then they have like the Rock, whatever. He's like, this is absolute complete garbage, and then you have what you have the one guy's like, yeah, this is all right, you know, and then you have the one he's like, woo, like (laughs) woo, is the Truck Series schedule, you know, like. Man, <coughs> excuse me. They're bringing back Craftsman, and they're bringing back the uh, they're bringing back all the the good tracks with uh, North Wilkesboro and the Milwaukee Mile having point states. Next year, we're going to Nazareth and Rockingham in 2024, and one of them will be the All Star Race for the Cup Series. Oh, Give me a hell yeah! <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on to our debate segment. Uh, we're getting scuffed up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Moving back to the cup race at Bristol, we had a little bit, there were a, let's be honest, there were a lot of issues with that race. Uh, It seemed like nearly the entire Ford camp were losing tires left and right. And it seemed like nearly the entire Toyota camp, uh, save for a couple, um, had power steering issues. Um, and the debate here is, does NASCAR have an issue with its parts right now? Because we know that they don't get, uh, you know, their bodies and everything. It, it all comes from NASCAR. They can build their engines in-house, but the the bodies of the cars themselves come directly from NASCAR. Um, so is this a NASCAR issue? Um, 
to me, it seemed to be too widespread of a problem to not be some bit of an issue. But, Logan, I'm going to let you take the driver's seat on this one. 110% yes. This was an absolute uh, miscarriage of justice. I mean, this is this is Bristol. It's Bristol, baby. And we got, I mean, cars are dropping like flies. And I know back in the day that would happen a fair amount. But, th- but, but that's because it was a different time and a different era. We are too late in the game. We're too late in the season to have this mass amount of issues. Every short track has been mediocre to downright awful in terms of how those cars handled it. The racing was was shaky. Like I said, parts were just, I mean, falling everywhere. Tires like I've never seen before. The inconsistency, inconsistency I want to call a caution. Uh, this was an embarrassment, and it's sad because Bristol is is a crown jewel or a crown jewel's little sister at the very least. It's so important to our sport. Short tracks are lifeblood. And Richmond, awful. Bristol, eh. Martinsville, huh. it's just awful. The the part we're not we're not ready for Bristol. Kyle Busch, who, believe me, every time he has any amount of struggle on the track, no one's happier, but he blew an engine at Bristol. When do you see that? And then we've got, I mean, it's like somebody poured whole bottles of oils on tires. We've got Martin Truex flipping the bird, and I don't mean Richard Petty and Hardy's. It's absolutely an embarrassment what took place at Bristol because the the track and the history it, it, it look don't get me wrong it's great we got another new winner Chris Busher the cat in the hat back in victory lane special truly but are you kidding me are you kidding me with these points with these parts failures crappy ass parts is correct that's, that's the reality of it I thought Harvick was being a little hard but no one can defend what we're seeing here. There needs to be something changed, something fixed. Now, you're going to ask, well, what needs to be fixed, Logan? I don't know. That's above my pay grade. So, something's got to be done. And frankly, it needs to be done before Martinsville, even though that's not going to happen. Even though that's a great track on the schedule that we're just going to let go right off into the sunset for this year. The short track system is bad. Outright, ugly, bad. This was an embarrassment. Guys having their days ruined, crews working hard for what? For what? And by the way, by the way, I uh, just want to mention this. Apparently, TRD dislikes Kyle Busch as much as the rest of us because they did everything they could to make sure he didn't make the playoffs. Just want to point that out. But this was an embarrassment. I love this track. I love this race. But this wasn't America's night race. This was America's junkyard. Yeah, the the parts failures, uh, honestly, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, helped determine who did and who didn't make uh, make the round of twelve. So it had some championship implications as well. Zach, give me your thoughts on it. Is is this a problem that NASCAR needs to fix, or do we just no, no, no? Okay. So look, the Kyle Busch engine issue. Uh, Logan said it. NASCAR doesn't supply the engines. That is a TRD issue. That is a strictly TRD issue. These one two inch two engines. If you want to imply that TRD is targeting Kyle Busch because he's left for RCR, go right ahead. However, the tire issues can simply be chalked up 
Um, it, it, it is a, it seemed to be a high Ford issue, but there were several others. Um, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, both blue tires as well. And I think you can result that in being an aggressive in a setup. We saw several blown tires at Kansas in the spring, for example, and or last week with Tyler Reddick as well. That's all about the setup. Tire pressures, um, you know, we can look and see what Goodyear recommends. That tires are not a NASCAR issue. Engines are not a NASCAR issue. And you can say power steering, but like power steering's gone out in cars long before. Long before NASCAR has ever had these issues or before this next gen car, you know, um, this is, this is to say that this is all of a sudden a problem of this car, you know, you're at a track with high speeds and high loads and stuff, you know, um, I, I would, I wouldn't say the parts necessarily are the problem. I would say the loads that you're putting on the car are the problem. And therefore you could look at horsepower. You could look at, there's alternative ways to differentiate the loads that these cars take in the corners. Because that, that that ultimately is the problem, is they're carrying too much corner speed. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point there. You know, I, I think back to, uh, you know, uh, Logan, I see you shaking your head there. I'll give you, I'll give you a chance to rebut here in just a second. Uh, um, I, I think that's a good point, though. I think it's, you know... Personally, and Logan, you and I talked about this. One thing I'm going to say is, as somebody, um, my common sense filter goes: there's too many, too many coincidences is not a coincidence anymore. Uh, and I think because there were so many um, blown tires, I, I and so many issues. My biggest problem is what? What do we have? Um, at a, you know, where's the line? Oh, did we have 12 drivers who just completely missed the setup? I mean, that's possible. Um, Logan, nobody what are your thoughts on that? Setup. Nobody said they missed the setup, but you're in a 16 rate. You're in a 16 driver playoff. It's an elimination race at, at a short track. You're going to push the limits. Not to mention, you fail, we failed to mention this all the way through. The reason why Chris Buescher won this race is a winning pit call. He took two tires, two tires on that final pit stop. And you're going to tell me that tires are the problem? Really? I think something is, something is the problem, whether it be tires or power. Something, in my opinion, the way I view it is something – that NASCAR provided is the problem. I don't see this being a team problem. I get that it's a playoff race and they're trying to push it, but you look at drivers that maybe weren't trying to push it. You look at, at Harrison Burton. He was one of the first to have these issues. Uh, the 15 had issues. Um, I just, you know, are, are we, are they really trying to push it any harder than they should? I mean, Harrison Burton, maybe cause he's a rookie, you know, I don't know, but I I don't think to me, and again, the way I see it is there's too many coincidences for it to be simply a coincidence. And I think there's something there that NASCAR needs to fix. Um, but you're right. I mean, you know, and not everybody had this problem. I mean, we talked about the Ford camp. RFK really didn't have that problem. Brad Keselowski, <clears throat> you know, he ran up front. 
And then Chris Fisher ended up getting the win. So, you know, I don't know. But uh, one camp that seemed to be, for the most part, seemed to avoid all of this is the Chevy camp. Uh, so was there something that they did right? or? Well, actually, or well, two Chevys had trouble, and Eric Jones blew two, two tires, and Ty Dillon blew one as well. Well, those are the petty cars. We're not really counting those. We're talking about the actual, you know, the Chevys that – you're on one today there, Justin. <laughs> well, we started late. I got to have a little bit of fun here. Um, I just think that that's, you know, that's too much to have a coincidence. Like, it, it, if you're – even if it's not NASCAR's fault, it's, you know, we, we have to figure it out for the sake of the sport, for the sake of entertainment, because that's, you know – Yes, to some extent, you want the occasional blown tire. What I mean by that is, sure, if you're going to have one here and there that kind of shakes it up and brings the fuel back together, there's something to be said for the enjoyment of that and for the helping of the product of the race. But we had very short green flag runs to the point that uh, that only one time were we able to have uh, green flag pit stops if my recollection is working properly. It, it just it just was too much. It, it just felt like everybody was hitting the wall and when it's that many, I I just think, especially when you consider the fact, if it was just one cluster at Bristol, hey, it happens. And we can even operate under the assumption that, well, the playoff cars were pushing it hard. All right. But every short track has missed the mark entirely, and that's really a problem. Uh, again, we talked how bad Martinsville was. We're going to do it again here in, a, here in a few weeks, and hopefully it gets better. Uh, it, it just – on top of the fact that there's been such scrutiny on short tracks, rightfully so, this this was the absolute worst showing I think you could have gone with. Well, you know, you talk about uh, you talk about Martinsville Logan. Uh, we did 400 laps of it earlier in the season, and we get to go back and do 500 laps of it this uh, here in a, here in just a few weeks. But good debate, good debate. I'm not sure exactly what the answer is. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on because we are running a little short on time if we're going to meet that hour mark like we've been trying to. Um, so we've coming up, we've got a traditional mile and a half. Uh, Zach, we're coming to your neck of the woods uh, for the uh, start of the round of 12. Um, I don't think you're going to be there in attendance for the race this weekend, are you? Are you uh, uh, Up in the air. Up in the air? Well, up in the air. It is not confirmed either way. Well, we will, if you are, we will be sure to notify down on our social medias if yes. Zach is there. Yes. So be if, if anybody wants to come out and meet me for any particular reason, an autograph, a message to your mom or dad, a cameo, whatever you'd like for me to do for you, it is absolutely there for my, my adoring fans. All it takes is one anti-Justin comment and one anti-Petty <laughs> anti comment. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we've got uh, we've got two races uh, for the uh, for the weekend here in Texas. Uh, the trucks are off this weekend, but the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series will both be in Texas. Uh, we've got an Xfinity race, so let me get your predictions, guys. Uh, Logan, I'll start with you. Who do you think is going to come away with the first playoff win in the Xfinity Series this season? I'm going to ride the hot hand. Uh, why not? Let's let's shotgun another. Why not Noah Gregson for the fourth 
straight week. Let's get it done. Zach, what about you? Uh, I love Nogrexon more than Mr. Loganity. I just want to make this clear. He is much more up my alley of driver than his, but the streak stops somewhere, right? Eventually it ha- Eventually, the streak must end. Um, and I don't know for sure if if he's being sponsored by them, but I know that him and his team have a nice connection to the race, the sponsor of the Xfinity Series, sponsored by Andy's Frozen Custard, which is delicious, by the way, if they want to sponsor us. But I am going with A.J. Allmendinger. Those solid picks. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Monster Energy driver. I'm gonna go with uh, Ty Gibbs. I think he he had a very strong car in Bristol and he got uh, taken out early. So I'm gonna go with Ty Gibbs to win in Texas this weekend. And uh, <clears throat> so we're gonna go back. And uh, Zachary, I want you to give me a bust for the Cup race uh, out of the twelve drivers who still remain in the playoffs. Uh, who's your bust for the cup race in Texas? All right. Um, Alex Bowman. Alex uh, Bowman. I think eventually the tides have got to change in Hendrick Motorsports. I, I know we saw um, Chase or Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson kind of lag behind this first round. But eventually Rick's going to get it together. And recognize, you know, who really pays the bills and who really wins the rings around there. It's not old Bill Byron. It's not I love a dog, Alex Bowman. You know, the Hackinator. Um, it. Yeah. Listen, he's a hack for a reason. Okay. Denny Hamlin said it best. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say that that's a fair point. Uh. I'm gonna go with uh, for uh, for just a, a my sleeper pick here. I'm gonna go with Ryan Blaney. I I mean he won the All Star race here. He ran well. Obviously that was a little bit of a different format because of the All Star race, but you know he can still get it done. Uh, this time he doesn't have to worry about his window net uh, coming down on the last lap. Him, you hope. Him. You hope. Well, we certainly hope. Anyway. Uh, we're going to assume he doesn't. I'm going to say Ryan Blaney's out of the 12 playoff drivers uh, is going to be my sleeper pick. Logan, you've got a grin, buddy. I want to see I want to see, uh, I want to see uh, your winner pick. Who's going to be in the Kings corner this weekend? Look, uh, I think we – let's not overthink it. I think we're going to go with the most consistent playoff driver we've had thus far. Uh, a man that professes this to probably be his best track. I'm going to go with old C-Bell, that young man. I – Look, Texas is a, is a good track for him. He's riding the hot hand. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go see Bell. Oh, good picks. Let um, not to mention, not to mention, he is hosting like a dirt midget race event at, out at Little Texas, the dirt track outside the mile and a half as well. Um, so this is a big popping week for Sea Bell, and I, I know he's claimed this to be his home track and everything as well, being from Oklahoma. It's the only time I'll ever claim an Oklahoman to be from Texas is when we're talking Christopher Bell. Um, but I just want to endorse Logan's pick. He's absolutely right. Yeah, I, I like that pick. It, it's hard to go against uh, the guy that's been the most consistent. Um, all right. Well, we've had yet another good show. A little bit of a late start and a little bit of a late finish, but we appreciate everybody who has stuck around and has continued to watch. Again, if you're watching us uh, afterwards, uh, we hope you continue to 
to show uh, to watch. And uh, be sure to like, uh, comment down below who you guys think is going to win, who's your sleeper, and who's your bust. Um, and then we're going to see if we can actually get us a, a playoff winner this time for the round of 12. Um, Zach, give us your signature send-off, buddy. Of course, I want to thank my parents, my mom and dad, for supporting my NASCAR addiction. Hours and hours, dollars and dollars um, of support, of course. And I recommend all of you that have those sort of people in your life that support your NASCAR addiction, of course, to thank them as well. Mr. Loganity, what's uh, what say you for your signature sign-off here, buddy? Well, I don't have a signature sign-off, but I'll just say this. I want to thank both of you for letting me uh, be a part of this and uh, everybody on the Running Long Scuffs crew, Dan, Mike Daphner, of course, uh, my much better-looking better half, Peter. And uh, just always great to be back and looking forward to uh, Texas and looking forward to, to next Monday already. To next Monday already. Indeed, I am as well. Let's go ahead and bring our producer back up here, Peyton, and we'll get her. Th uh, we'll go ahead and get her uh, to give us a signature sign off. Peyton, what say you before we hit, get off here? As always, hoping, hoping Ryan Blaney pulls something off. I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with that because he was uh, he's a sleeper pick for me, so I'd be okay with that. Um, nonetheless, we hope everybody, once again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, see, even animals, even animals love the show. It's, <laughs> My cat I mean, also wants Ryan Blaney to win. I mean, everybody she loves is. the show. Uh, I heard Hamlin. I heard Hamlin with a cat. <laughs> even cats love the show. Uh, see, it's a, it's a show for everybody. Uh, doesn't even matter if you're a person. You can be an animal and you can love our show as well. Um we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We'll be sure to see you guys next week on Running on Scuffs.